This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know that I know What is poppin' everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes, but is not limited to, Matthew Hunt. Hello, Hello. Matthew. Hello, Conrad. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Doing well. I'm doing well. We're on the late shift today, so it's going to be a fun one. Sounds Mm -hmm. good. Sounds good. Yeah, it's, you know, what's up with Berkey? What's up with those late shit? I had to play, man. Get your headphones on, bro. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. (laughs) They let you play today. Well, Guapo hit you with an early cut there, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to the new intro. No, yet. neither is he. I feel it's, like it's fine. As soon as you see the Only Friends, right, that's, that's the end. That should be the end. Yeah. We're well, working I, on it. Yeah. I don't know about should. That but will be the end, right? When uh, the new I one? think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going it's, on. It's a temporary sure. placeholder for yeah. the time being. For sure. You know, we're actually going to get the full word friends. We're, we're working on it. We have to pay our editors a little more. At least we got rid of all the people who aren't on the show anymore. That's true. It's a thousand per letter. That is true. R.I.P. Andre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Andre. Oh, man, I'm so mad at Andre right now. Oh, oh, oh tell Ooh, us more. Tea, tea. Give us some tea. All right, I'm going to have to leave the camera on you, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> so I get to work, or I get to the office, and uh, Derek and I are told by Andre that we have to take a Mensa IQ test. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. What? We don't have an HR department yet. You and know, I really didn't want to do this because I knew it was going to bum me out. You know Landon's in Mensa. I didn't know that. Well, he'll tell you all about it. I, I won't. Anyways, so begrudgingly, I took the test. Okay. Uh, Derek took the test. And sure. then Andre, you know, for camaraderie, took the test as well. And it turned out the way I, I expected it to. So I, I'm a little depressed. I'm officially the stupid person at, at Great Corp Solutions. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did it come back? Um, we're not doing that. Come oh, on, bro. Come on. We're not come on, doing bro. that. We're not doing that. How what many, was Andre's? Uh, 139. Woo! How many tortillas did you score? <laughs> and the funny thing was, is it was all puzzles. So I was like, oh, I should do all right on this. Yeah. Mm. All right. I, what, was it above or below 100? Oh, come on. Well, you said you didn't want to do this. Derek, Derek got one seventy-five. Burke, it was seventy. Derek, Derek got one twenty-four. I got one seventeen, and Andre oh. got one thirty-nine. You're okay, all above average. Yeah. What are we? What are we yeah, worried about still, here? You know, it's it hurts your ego a little bit. Well, now I you got to hear fucking Andre say, "Hey, the stupid person at Grey Torp." I mean, you guys basically, you guys basically all dropped trial and measured, and you came back like six inches. Like, are you really that upset? Well, if you put it that way, then even even more so now. <laughs> you made him more upset, not less upset. I mean, Andre is rocking like an eight and a half chode here. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, it does make you feel a little bad. Did you have to do like a bunch of stuff with like moving blocks it was, around? It was like honestly, it was just puzzles tests. where it looks like you're playing tic-tac-toe and there's like, you see a pattern, like yeah. the top row is doing a pattern, the next row is doing a pattern. And the first like 10, 15 questions are like, oh, okay, this isn't so bad. But once you get to the ladder, it, it starts to get... Yeah, I... You, you really don't see the pattern. I did easily. one, like, two months ago for my autism test, and it was the same thing. It was like, you start out, and you're like, oh, this is going fine. And then at the end, you're like, holy shit, I haven't yeah. done math in 20 it's, years. Yeah, like, what, what's going weird. on? Yeah, it was crazy. So the real question is, after okay. you guys dropped trial and measured, who ate the yoki cookie? Yeah. <laughs> Only so five minutes. <laughs> it's late. It's not that Was it the lowest score? <laughs> my, my belly is full. Well, my, my question is, why did you guys all have to do an IQ test? It's, you know, we have to... This is Andre's form of entertainment. We have to talk to Andre. Like, he's, he's the head of the company. You know, what he says goes. This is wow. Andre's form of entertainment. It's like walking in the room and looking at Conrad and just being like, I'm going to choke you out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to beat his little ass next time he comes in here. All right. Relax. You still haven't gotten that, out of the chokehold he that, put you in last that's how you get. That's how you get him here. That's true. Andre's out here putting, out, putting people in chokeholds. He's got a higher IQ than any of us. Like, what, what can't Andre do, you know? 
Apparently, uh, show up. run a podcast. Show up, yeah. <laughs> show up and run. <laughs> His fucking job Touché, for this fair, company. Fair enough. <laughs> wow. He just says, you only call me when you have problems. I say, you only talk to us when you uh, when we have anything to say to you. Yeah. You don't try to reach out to us. Yeah, he's our abandoned father. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. a good dad. No, he's a bad dad. Yeah, bad, bad guy. You only reach out when you have problems. Well, you don't even speak to us at all. But, but he's a smart dad who could choke us out. So That's true. At least yeah. he's got that. Yeah. Yeah, chicks are... Or into both those things. Uh, all right, enough of Andre's love life. There is another update to the GTO Wizard Fair Play Check saga. Um, so they released an update today, uh, basically including more specifics to the Fair Play Check in order to lessen the false positives. Uh, this includes the solution will break down to the exact second that it was run. Uh, we were kind of talking about this a bit off air. That's not really all that pertinent. Did you really ask if I was above 100? <laughs> <laughs> you were being shy. It's kind of fucked up. Well, you were being shy. Hey, man, do you not remember when that one person found their IQ test and they realized that they got an 88? I do Ooh. not remember. This is on, like, the Reddit, Am I the Asshole or oh. something. Grapple, it, re- it was Forrest Gump. It was, listen. Grapple, it, you realize you show him a hand history every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we teach you nothing. That's different. Hey, look, if 100 is average, a lot of people have IQs below 100. Yeah, right. You know, Maybe half gotta, of them. Yes. Be respectful. Uh, be and, respectful. And for what it's worth, it was your opportunity to... Like you, you, you being very shy and not wanting to say the number. Now I force you to have to respond whenever I say, "Were you above or below 100?" That's uh, okay. true. You know, because if you're below, now silence speaks volume. My I was, apologies. I was pretty confident you weren't below 100, Guap. Thank you. That's you know, you're one standard deviation above. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. You're a smart man. 80th percentile. Um, all right. So in this update, uh, they break down the solution being run down to the second which I imagine is meaningful to maybe the operator, probably not all that meaningful to people who are trying to figure out if they're being cheated or not, because it's going to be difficult for them to go through the hand history and decipher to the exact second through which uh, a decision is being made in a hand. Perhaps, I guess, if you have like the replay feature available and in the text, it tells you like so-and-so activated time bank and how many seconds were taken I mean, off. in like ACR and stuff like that, you can figure it out. Like, I mean, if you're yeah. running like a HUD or something. Yeah, I guess like you well, maybe like, reverse engineer it. Um, anyway, whatever, the details there. It doesn't hurt to have more details ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always good to have more information over less. Uh, they're also adding the stack depth at which it was run. Now, I, I guess this is a question I have for you guys because I'm not super certain, but... Are we of the impression that the majority of people that we think are using GTO Wizard nefariously are using GTO Wizard AI or GTO Wizard Lookup database? Probably Lookup is quicker, right? Lookup is quicker, I would assume, right? Yeah, it's all, but it's also less practical to execute. I think right. it, it, it doesn't matter if it's less practical. It's a time thing. Like, you're in a, under a time crunch. Right, uh, but it, what I mean is, like, you can't... If your opponent doesn't, if your opponent uses just one size, then that's going to alter the sim to the point where your response is going to be totally different than what it would be if your opponent had five different sizes and you just were responding to that one yeah. size. To be fair, uh, this is probably the worst form of cheating that somebody could execute. And uh, I don't think anybody who's being accused thus far is also being accused of being very good players. So, I mean, Mm-hmm. We re- <laughs> honestly like part of me just feels like this is all for naught because I feel like anybody who's using like wizard database lookup to cheat is probably just like losing in the pool anyway. Um, but yeah, like I don't know if AI is too wonky to use in game. I guess we could just like test it. Like, fire no, you up- can't. No. <laughs> no, you could like fire up some play money tables <laughs> and uh. And just see like how long it takes yeah. hey man, pe- to set up uh, an AI sim. People use hard-earned dollars for those Zynga chips. Well, you don't have to play Zynga. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of play money games that don't cost anything. Um, it seems like it's worth testing <laughs> because obviously the AI is like really powerful. Like that could, that could be very impactful. And I'm not saying that there's that big... Well, no, I guess I am. There's that big of a discrepancy, I think, between the lookup database and the AI. Whenever you're talking about... Um, executable strategies and and the ev you derive from them like if you run a simple ai uh, sim with one size and you're able to employ that in game it's probably gonna be worth a fair amount uh even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing 
Like, if you can follow a preflop chart and then you can follow that sim and you have no idea, like, if we could teach Michelle to do this, she would become a bot pretty quickly. <laughs> oh right? Like, God. that's effectively that's what you would do yeah, is right. be replicating a bot. Yeah. Um, All you need is Taylor Swift to play one hand of poker. That's it, man. That, that's it. The whole thing pops off. Yeah. So, I, I guess the reason I brought that up was because. Um, <laughs> Enough of the Taylor Swift in the dating, please. <laughs> my, my initial instinct when they added stack depth was like, oh, this isn't very relevant because people are just using the lookup tool <clears throat> where the stack depths are fixed. Right. Right. Uh, but if it's most people are using the AI or more importantly, the thing we care about policing the most is preventing people from using the AI. Now the stack depth uh, variable is a really important one to, to know. Uh, obviously, like smart people will manipulate it you know, a standard deviation one way or the other. If you're 140 effective and you put 150 or 163 or 170, probably isn't going to change the strategy that much. Um, so again, like, it's difficult because we're armed with this tool to effectively crowdsource security and self-police. The issue is that the data we get back is riddled with noise and we're unsure exactly how strong the signal is. Right, so there's false positives. Uh, there's a lot of manipulation of the details ever so slightly that could uh, make a positive hit inconsistent. You know, changing the, the bottom card or reversing the suits or, uh, you know, manipulating the stack depth like ever the so small, slightly. Like the small things. Yeah, the tiny things. little intricate details where, like, if you're pretty good at understanding how solvers work, uh, changing a two to a three probably isn't going to alter things much or you know, being smart enough to use red, yeah, I mean, red suits instead of black suits. Like the difference between Ace-King-6 and Ace-King-7 is not going to be that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, it's not going to be much in, in the EV sense. Um, and then finally, it includes the game format, which I guess matters some, but uh, maybe they're specifically saying the difference between cash and MTTs. That's what I would expect. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was thinking like the difference <laughs> between like limit, pot limit, no limit. Well, they don't even have... Limit, they don't have yeah. limit or pot limit. Yeah, on that's wizard, true. So. Well, you can still utilize it though. You would just have to. Right, fit. but who plays pot limit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know why my mind gravitated towards there. I guess I was just thinking about different game formats. Uh, but yeah, so I guess it's going to list if it's an MTT or cash, um, which isn't very important now, but will be very critical in the future, I think. Actually, it's probably helpful now because that way you eliminate false positives where somebody was looking up an MTT spot. Mm -hmm. Although, again, this is something that you could just manipulate. Yeah. Right. You could just check the box of it being an MTT spot, but you happen to be 150 big lines right. deep. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but then it's going to give you no rake ranges. It's going to give you no rake big blind anti ranges. So at least. Oh, that's like, true. Your ranges are going to be off. Yep. That's true. If you're because all their MTT spots have antis. Correct. There's no pre anti and no MTT rake. ranges. Yeah. There's no rake. So like, yeah, that's they account for ICM. At the very least, you neutralize people's ability to like just use cash ranges for MTT or vice versa because the ranges are just wrong. What about what if they're just self imported ranges? Uh, it's, would it just it would, default it to would, cash? You think? I don't know, but it would be much clunkier to implement that given how Wizard AI works. Like you'd have to have. You'd have to be like constantly copy pasting across and it would just be a lot harder to actually do it. Uh, I haven't played with it yet, but if it's anything like the ruse setup, you can just, it's just one click. You have folders with saved ranges in it and you just click them once and they're loaded. Yeah. I guess so, so you I, just I guess like click the spot. To, I guess you would have to preemptively, like before a session, you'd have to like build an archive of all your pre saved ranges. And then just import them each hand by hand. Like yeah, anybody this, who's studying seriously same. would just have that. Right. Right. Yeah. Like when I was studying for Airball, I had everything from single raise to six bet pots just pre saved on Ruse. And then it was just each one of them were their own folders. Right. But then the reason you had that was because Ruse didn't have a solve archive, right? Because, like, for me, I use Wizard every single day, but. I only have a few saved ranges because I'm using the pre-fills so much and right. I'm just like tweaking them a little bit. I don't even need to save ranges. Yeah, right? that's fair. So it's like, you would have to go to the effort of building up all the saved ranges. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty reasonable. Um, and I imagine they would just default the cash anyway. Yeah, um, either way. Yeah, the ranges are going to be wrong if you try to use cash or MTT. Yeah, the, that's fair. Game. Uh, so the follow-up to this then is uh, with all this new information, contact your poker room's integrity department if you find multiple matches for boards and play times. Uh, provide the spot's ID. So I'm guessing that's like the hand history number. 
and ask them to contact us at fairplay at gtowizard.com. Uh, be aware of potential false positives and refrain from drawing conclusions until investigations are done. Some lookups might be from observers. After connecting with operators, we will assist in finalizing a decision. Uh, so that last part gives me a lot of hope. Um, I don't know how practical it is. I don't know how much operators are going to uh, clue GTL Wizard in on the process of uh you know looking into these situations and i also don't know how much operators are actually even going to look into our complaints if we send them but it does seem like geto wizard is making the promise of if there's communication then they will go the lengths of uh actually investigating and then publishing conclusions so i'm not sure what this is going to look like i don't know if this will result in geto wizard publicly posting a blacklist um publicly exonerating people who are not guilty uh both neither not really sure it's kind of interesting because it's like it seems like gto is like okay we've done it we reached out to you guys we tried like to operators mm -hmm. now we're gonna send the, mo the mob after you <laughs> i don't like think that was the intention i think the intention was more so like uh we made this really powerful tool for study and people are using it and abusing it so it's kind of on us to take responsibility and figure out a way to make the community more safe. So let's let the community, let's empower the community to crowdsource the security and, uh, you know, basically just throw up red flags when they see them. Yeah. The issue is, I don't think that they're very privy to like how security works in the, in the poker space where there is zero communication yes, between exactly. operators and the community. So when we start like raising our pitchforks and saying like, Hey, there's a lot of shit going on here and we have semi hard clad proof. Uh, we want answers and we want them now. And the operator is just like, thank you for your service. We yep. appreciate that you submitted this information. Now go fuck off. <laughs> uh, it's going to lead to people getting dragged. Yeah. It's... Right. It just inevitably has to. I, something I think that is kind of getting a little bit lost in all the talk of like, how do we find these micro ways of looking up individual hands or figuring out who's cheating in individual hands mm -hmm. is looking at the large scale data that GTO Wizard probably has for how Wizard AI and all their tools are being used. Because it strikes me that it might be possible to look at some of it and say, okay, well, we can identify that this type of solution library or this part of the solution library is being accessed at a high, an unusually high volume at this time of day, which happens to coincide with peak traffic hours on this site, or happens to coincide with when all the Europeans are playing MTTs or something like that. And that might start to give us a bit more of a clue of where to go in terms of looking for where this stuff is actually taking place. Because I think right now the problem that we're dealing with, or one of them, is that Anybody in any form of online poker could be using this at any time. Well, that's the perception that we kind of have. Right. So we don't have, we don't have a starting point of like, what are the most important avenues of cheating for us to shut off immediately? We don't really know whether this is taking place more in MTTs or in cash. We don't really know whether it's taking place more on some sites or others. Like we just kind of are completely in the dark. So I'd like to see someone take like a macro approach and try to figure out maybe can we use some large scale data to, to try to figure something out are we privy to that data though well I'm, what i what i mean is wizard wizard probably has some form of that right i don't uh, think we are yeah i I'm, think them publishing I, their data would be very helpful I, yeah i, I kind I, of encourage matt to do that as well okay uh, yeah because that's kind of what i'm that's kind of what i'm saying that i think yeah. i don't expect them to publish any sensitive data about their actual consumer, consumer base, base right. but like i publishing some info about Who's using what tools, where in the world, what time, just in a, in a broad sense. Yeah, like would, would YouTube actually, analytics. Yeah, like uh, analytics for that would be actually kind of helpful. I think. Yeah, what I said to him is I think it's important that sooner than later they publish what the false positive rate is. Because like they mm. should be able to figure that out. They know how many users they have. They know on average what uh, amount of users are online. And we know how many flop subsets there are. Yeah. So the likelihood that two people looked up the exact same flop at the exact same time, we should be able to come up with a theoretical probability of that. Yeah. Um, to give you an idea, uh, one of the members of the, the Redline University um, discords that originally 
called out uh, UR Nymir, said that uh, he ran 90 random flop subset um, with Pio and then ran them against the, the fair play check. So he basically just like entered 90 different flops uh, in the uh, fair play check at random times. And when online has the highest traffic, uh, which is Sunday evening, he got back 15 out of 50 uh, for a match, which was a 30% match rate. Wednesday morning where it's really low traffic, he got 7 out of 40 matches, which is 17.5%. Um, and he's basically of the impression that the, because he just randomly chose flops, that these are not actual hits uh, and that they're all false positives. But I'm not really sure why, why we would be able to arrive at the conclusion that they're false positives. So he was just running random flops at random times to see if it matched, to see if the site told him this is a, this is a hit. Yeah, he ran 50 flops during peak time on Sunday. Yeah. And he got 30% 30, 30 match rate. And 40 flops on a Wednesday. Right. Okay. And got 17 matches. And basically he's saying that like, he doesn't think cheating is occurring at that rate. So there has to be a bunch of false positives here. Mm. Um, but that seems awfully strange to me. It you just, know? I mean, it seems like, it seems very arbitrary. Like you could just as equally react by saying, holy shit, there's a lot of cheating happening. Right. You know, like, how do you know? Other than your own instinct about how much cheating you, I think what he's think implying is, is because they're random flops not actually taken from yeah. real hands that were played, that the likelihood that those exact flops were dealt out at that exact time and somebody was looking them up is a low probability. Yeah, but there's a lot of hands, a lot of hands being, being dealt. dealt. Right. Like, there's right. a lot That's, of hands being dealt every second of every day. Yeah, so like, like, if we're talking about you know a specific time on a Sunday, there might mm -hmm. be, you know, I, I, I don't... I don't want to guesstimate because I don't know how many tables are running and how many hands are actually getting dealt out, but I'm sure it's in the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. I, yeah. I want to see the data like mm -hmm. overall of like, like everywhere, like where people live, like how many, like, like how many flops were ran or boards were ran on a Sunday at three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I think the most per important country, thing per city. Yeah. I, I think the most this important I mean. thing to yeah. recognize yeah. is that, at peak times, he was getting more hits. Mm -hmm. At peak times, it's more probable that people are cheating, not less probable. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. If, if the if the lookups are happening in correlation with the the, the amount peak of people traffic, playing, right? Then that that should that should signal cheating. Right. right. And also, there's the element that people could be observing and looking it up. Uh, people could be looking it up That's, after the hand ends. That, that is true. Right. Too. He doesn't have a time yeah. to correlate it with, yeah. right? Because they're just random flops. Mm -hmm. So it's like you just pull a random flop and run it to see if there's a hit and it comes back a hit it's like okay well you don't have a time to correlate that to so it's not even necessarily a positive or a false positive it's just that this board was looked up on uh, uh like at that time yeah. you know so you mentioned people looking it up after the hand ends yeah does it still pull up a positive for that well yeah because uh you it, it pulls up a positive but you would be able to disqualify it technically speaking, because the timestamp would be after the end of the hand. Right. I'm just, I, I was just about, I was just going to say, like, I think people shouldn't, if they, if the hand is over and then they look it up afterwards, they shouldn't be punished for that. Well, it's still against TOS for what it's worth. What? So if I, if I, if I finish a session at midnight and I look up a hand the next morning. No, no, If you're still playing, if you still have active tables. You still have active tables, you can't. And you're using AI you're using database lookups. You're using anything along that sort. Yeah, you can't I mean, use I, you can't use it at all. Right, because they can't police whether or not you're doing it in real time. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, it's oh, just I, a theoretical from, thing. From the, you know? from the perspective of the site not being able to police how you're using it, I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. I just mean, I think somebody if they play a hand and then they still have a table open somewhere else and they're like, oh, I'm curious about right. that hand. I'm looking right, up. Right, yeah. I don't think that person should be labeled a cheater. No, of course. No. It's just very now. Now we get back into the weeds of like what is considered cheating because right. it's so difficult for us as as users who don't have all the data to to mm -hmm. look right so basically like let's say a hand ends and you go and look up the spot now uh i look to see if i'm being cheated and i see that that hand comes back a minute 45 mm -hmm. uh one minute and 45 seconds after the hand had started right yeah. now i need to figure out if the hand was over or right. not within that minute 45 time frame yeah and that's more more effort than I'm going to put into it. I'm just going to say, well, that's well within the uh, reasonable amount of time mm -hmm. where I could have been cheated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And if I start to see a consistent pattern there, like, you know, maybe somebody looks it up after every single hand. Uh, and now all of a sudden, like, I start looking up all the hands I play against you specifically, and I get like 12 positives. Well, you're just looking them up after the hand ends, but I can't know that unless I go through and do my due diligence and actually track the time frame. So this is where the seconds, I guess, comes into play. It could be helpful. How many time banks were used? Right. That are but I would have to do that on every single. Yeah, on every single. Well, it's like I'm not going to do that, right? Decision, so now we have to right. trust the operators to do it. And again, that's where the communication gets cut off. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a really messy fucking thing where there are going to be a lot of people falsely accused, or at least let me rephrase: there are going to be a lot of people accused. accused. And what comes from that, we'll never really know. Yeah, right? it's going to be hard to determine who's guilty and who's innocent of the for accused. us it'll be for it'll, us. it'll be oh, hard the for operators us. are going to know the operators gonna, will, right. the operators should very easily yeah. be able to know who's cheating mm -hmm. and the people who are being accused should relatively easily be able to uh discredit accusations right right like it should be pretty easy for you to pull up a timestamp and compare it to the positive result and just say like look man there's a two minute and 20 second window between when this hand ended and when this spot was looked up and this isn't me yeah, that kind of thing. I um, think the I think the time bank thing is really interesting because in theory, with enough data, you could establish what the like timing is or the cadence is of someone who's cheating. In that they look up the flop, and then there's X amount of time on average that goes by, and then they look up the turn, and then they look up the river, et cetera, et cetera. So you could establish how long it takes on average when someone is cheating in a hand and using the ai to like guide their decisions and if you could do that you could start to identify instances within the archive that fit that cadence of when someone is clicking on like go to the next street and things like that you right know? so there's there's a lot of ways that i think this macro level insight could be helpful to the situation i think that there's a part of it all where just because now that there's this lookup uh, potential cheat software people kind of want answers as fast as they possibly can mm. where it's just going to be in steps by steps you know like just because there's a fair play system doesn't mean you're going to find all the cheaters mm -hmm. but people kind of theoretically want not this device exists that everyone catches all the cheaters we're just going to take a while to really kind of hash it out it's not going to be an overnight process of trying to clean up the streets. Yeah, if, I also think there's, there's an element of it where it's like we're being asked to, on some level, just kind of trust that cheaters are being caught. But I think that people feel uncomfortable with that on some level because they never get the opportunity to have the cheater be like officially outed, right? Like they never, there's never a, a time when the person, when it's like, this person is the person who's cheating. It's just a screen name that gets banned and they move on. And nobody mm -hmm. ever knows who it actually is. And we person. don't even know why they get banned. They don't even tell us that they get banned. They yeah. just disappear. Right. But I think what on some level, and this is not necessarily a good thing. It's just a tribal human thing. I think what people want is to be able to know who the person is. So we can say, shame, you know, right. like yeah. this person's a cheat. Mm -hmm. Like get rid of this person like they did with Ali. And public shaming can well, be a deterrent as that, well. Yeah, that, that's really important, I think, right. because uh, that's really our only only weapon as far as like self-policing goes yeah mm -hmm. um is threatening people's livelihood you know similar to what happened with ali now ali we we were able to compile a lot of um let's let's call it circumstantial evidence that kind of smoked him out to the point where he self-reported like imagine <laughs> imagine getting it to the point where uh you know enough evidence had mounted where everybody knew that he was guilty and you know, couldn't necessarily put their finger on it because they aren't operators themselves and can't see what's going on behind closed doors. But we knew he was getting banned all over the place. Live stops start to take action. He starts getting banned from there. And then he decides that the way to save face is to come forward, make a public video, and say that, yes, he was guilty of multi-accounting, but only for a brief period. Then he stopped and did it again because everybody thought he was cheating anyway. And it's like... <laughs> Uh, honestly, I, I almost think that like he got baited into it because we were so focused on RTA for such a, a period of time because it was the newest, latest, greatest mm -hmm. threat that uh, we downplayed how big of a deal collusion and multi-accounting actually is. Right. And that it's actually a bigger form of cheating mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, just increasing bottom line and ROI goes than, than RTA likely would be. 
So he just like comes out and self-reports that not only did he do it in the past, but he also did it in the more recent uh, past because fuck everybody. <laughs> he might as well have been like, I'm doing it right now. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I he mean, is. Multiple, multiple and he for sure right is, too. It's just like, you know, he's running some sort of app game scheme through his girlfriend's Instagram account. No, like, I... Pretty sure that 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 rugged. I, I'm pretty sure it got rugged. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, color me shocked. Soccer. Yeah, something had happened. I feel like somebody was trying to cash out. I feel like I saw something. Somebody was trying to cash out, basically, and he got no response. Imagine being dumb enough to to fall for that fucking bit. <laughs> Like the entire community has ostracized this person for being dishonest and like clearly just doing anything that they can to to make money at someone else's expense, and then they just come out with like a VIP. Uh, app club. Yeah, it's like here, here, take all my money, and you, you tell me back, you give me back I, what I you think I deserve. With my money, right, right, right. <laughs> it's just like, man, how ridiculous. And even if like they were paying out appropriately, imagine thinking that you're not just like up against eight of his accounts. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> you and eight Ali's at a nine-handed mm -hmm. game where Rake is ten percent uncapped, and he's never going to let you leave with a dollar. Yeah, like what the fuck is going on here? Um, I could beat that game. <laughs> sure. Honestly, arrogance. Happy birthday to his dog, though. Yeah, shout out to the pup. Shout uh, out to Barbie. Arrogance, arrogance really does run rampant here. So, yeah, I, I'm not really sure, again, what's going to come from this GTO Wizard stuff. We're gonna, probably going to talk about it a little bit more on Friday when we have Jeremiah on, uh, kind of get his thoughts uh, as far as like what he's been seeing this year online and everything else. So we're but having Jeremiah on. Finally. Well, somebody right. just he's said you should have Jeremiah on. Talk will, about he this. He will be on. He'll be on on Friday. Awesome. Um, I feel like he's like... Prodigy number two, if Landon's prodigy number one, you know. Young no, no, no. Young kid. He's number, he's number one. one. Landon he's number is, one. He's my, uh, he's my first coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. First one. Landon just likes the spotlight more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeremiah is the father of the sim. <laughs> he's more of his child. He's more of an adult than me. He's married and shit. And from this, Landon was birthed. Yeah. Yeah. If if, uh, if he's the Jeremiah the is your daddy. That, yeah, that's that's a weird family tree right there. Well, Jeremiah the Sim, Landon. Like, yeah, I mean, when you when you're a Sim, it doesn't uh, it doesn't take much time to procreate. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Just run another iteration, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. Landon's PO two. Um. All right, going into uh. I guess uh, uh, an adjacent conversation. Let's talk a little bit about this boycott of Jeez. GG Poker uh, High Stakes PLO. So uh, both George and uh, Gelfon have been tweeting about this over the last few days. I believe, say the third or the fourth? Today's the fourth. Today's the fourth. Okay, so two days ago was one week of the official boycott uh, of High Stakes PLO. Gelfon gave us a nice little rundown of uh, the details of what was going on. Basically, the pros calculated that the average net rake, post rake back, that they were paying was around five big blinds per hundred at six max tables, and their average net winnings were about two and a half big blinds per hundred. So, in other words, much like most environments, uh, the top of the food chain was eating and everybody else was paying the bill. Um, so, the majority of players are going to be losing even after rake back. Uh, from from the, the regular pool. Of course, whales are contributing to that loss rate, uh, which makes the games appealing. So uh, it looks as though the heads-up PLO net rake appears to be around 10 big blinds per 100 per player, and that st stayed consistent as the stakes grew. Generally, that's not the case in most other sites. Usually, you pay less rake as you go higher up, uh, and it proves to be a bit of a loss leader for for the rooms so that they can say that they're running the high state games uh, for GG. I think that they kind of created a different model where instead of it being a loss leader for them, it was more of a loss leader for the regs because uh, what they did was incentivize whales to come play and give them a large chunk of the rake back. So with that said, um, Gelfon was basically saying that he heard secondhandedly that GG actually wasn't even profiting from these high state games. Um, and what the regs rightfully pointed out was that if the win rate is uh, only two and a half big blinds per, per hundred, then the variance is going to be incredibly high. Edges are going to be uh, insanely small and it's going to be very difficult for the pool to be sustained because the rake is effectively going to gobble them all up. Um, that led to the ultimate boycott. This rake was uh, higher than the high stakes boycott that took place at the no limit tables um and george posted an update uh two days ago as far as uh 
where they're at now one week into the the actual boycott itself so he uh he posted the rake table it looks like the full the full table rake was on average between 4.9 and 6.4 big blinds per 100 and heads up rake was between 9.1 and 11.2 um this effectively as he put it said leads to extreme bum hunting which gg claims to stand against because it's impossible for regs to win in three-handed battles uh, and then obviously like the heads up games really just never got off because there wasn't much incentive to uh, to reg battle in those situations when you can't really beat the rake regardless of how good you are. Um, so, you know, it looks like they're getting a lot less traction than the no limit high stakes uh, boycott uh, received earlier this year. And... I think it all comes back to that initial statement of GG claiming that they're not actually making money from these high stakes games. So I, I guess I'll ask you guys, what onus do you think that the operator actually has here to put out a fair product that's beatable um, in order to, you know, kind of be able to promote that they have a laddering system where you actually can't graduate to nosebleeds? Hard question. Oh, did mm -hmm. you guys hear that? You heard that? It's coming. The face. The, the face. <laughs> well, the face. It's just like I mean, it's not really on them. Like, can they? It's not a should they, shouldn't they? You know, at the end of the day, business can do its best for them. Like their incentives aren't as aligned as players. Um, where if the lower stakes volume already gets enough rake or enough uh, action and traffic as is, they don't really need to. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, it's not like, would I personally, if I was like kind of up and coming, trying to play PLO high stakes professionally, would I want that? Yeah, of course I would. But what I want and what the site wants are, are two different things. Right. This, this seems like a case where... <laughs> That's what the face is for, you know? What, it's like the... Yeah. This, it, <laughs> this seems like a case where the, the pros have to find a way to convince GG that it is in their best interest to lower the rake as opposed to <clears throat> just pleading with them, right? Because pleading with a corporation to lower its prices has never worked in anything. Like Oliver Twist. Right. right. So it, it's, <laughs> please, sir, can it's just... Uh, Let's rake, please. They're only going to lower the rake if they believe they will make more money by lowering the rake. So if that's the case, if, if it's true that they will make more money by lowering the rake, then the community has to present a case to them as to why that's the case. If it's not true, then the boycott is just going to lose in the end because that's kind of what happens, and that sucks. But it's it, like the boycotting and not playing is the only way to, to send the site the message that this is not in your best interest to do this because you're losing money now, right? So if they boycott and the rate goes down because they boycotted, then it'll, it'll turn out well for, for everybody except GG. But if they boycott and GG just says, well, we weren't making money on these games anyway, it, it won't shock me a ton because GG is, is not going to do anything yeah. that hurts their own bottom line. They're know? not going to bend to the will of the people yeah, they're, for, they're, for, for the good of the, you know. But just they also the just want to have everything available on their site, I think. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that, if, if like, if that makes them more money, like if losing money on this makes them money somewhere else mm -hmm. in the long run they're still going to do it, right? And we can present a case to them that says, you will make more money long run if you do this. But if, if something is unequivocally, indispute, undisputedly losing their money, they are going to say no, right? right? Like they're just, there's yeah. no way you're just going to convince a business out of the goodness of their heart to make less <laughs> money. Not so it, it's, <laughs> uh, it's kind of a, a fascinating problem set, right? Because uh, not that I want to drudge up old conversations but this does kind of circle all the way back to the more rake is better concept <laughs> that i think daniel was trying to convey and the notion behind it is very similar to what you see in app games right uh it effectively would privatize high stakes online on gg mm -hmm. where only recreationals would be willing to pay an exorbitant amount of rake and therefore they would be the only ones willing to sit the games but then it becomes this like you know uh, sort of back and forth until you reach an equilibrium where it's like, well, some pros will think that the there are soft. enough rec recreationals yeah. that they're beating the rake for a high enough win rate, and then they'll start to play again, and the boycott breaks down that way. Uh, currently, one week in, uh, 
the latest post on two plus two was that the boycott's going well. There's apparently a uh, recreational player, Vasco Buenacau, sure, uh, who previously <laughs> used to fill up PLO 100K and generate a five-person waitlist. He's just open sitting and getting no action. So, if they the the only argument I think that could be presented by the regs is that GG needs to do their damnedest to make their recreationals happy. Mm-hmm. So you would really have to to paint a very compelling argument that these guys who are generating the largest loss rate in these games and as a byproduct, you know, paying a big chunk of the rake, um, that they're important enough customers to the overall GG ecosystem for uh, this boycott to be heard and at a bare minimum shorthanded and heads up rake being lowered to the point where it's sustainable for reg battling. Now, I don't necessarily know that that's going to happen. And I guess I have a couple suspicions as to why. First, they already bent on the no limit side. And I can't imagine that there are that many wrecks on GG that wouldn't just otherwise go play no limit. Right? Like if they're really the type that gets in there and they want to dust and they just like, you know, they're so wealthy that they just want to play. <laughs> yeah. No, I think there's. I mean- how much of a degen can anyone be is like i refuse to play no limit i think I some degens are that way PLO. like when yeah, it comes to that because they just played they've been playing poker for a while and they just over fucking hold them they yeah, just play plo if now you, if you can't play plo you can just play no limit and just play a 60 percent v pip you know like it's mm-hmm. the same thing you can kind of do what you want but also i guess like the the contrary to that is they can just take their business elsewhere right yeah, yeah. Right. they're the valued customer yeah. not not the alternative now some people the other really thing, don't want to play no limits yeah, that's fair. The other thing I think that the boycotters have working against them is that none of these wrecks seem to be showing up at the other sites. Uh, so high stakes are all effectively dead. Everywhere well, else but here. Correct, except for GG. So mm. it really is kind of an unfortunate aspect of the free market at play here where you know GG can charge as much as people are willing to pay uh, without giving an inch, even if it's not beatable. And the regs really have to find a way for these games to break down and threaten the ecosystem collapsing as a whole in order for the boycott to actually be heard. I think, well, it's working so far, but how long will this stalemate last is the, is the bigger question, right? Like we're going to get into like labor politics here. Cause it's going to be, it's like a parallel to the, the strikes going on in Hollywood and stuff. It's like, the studio's trying to wait out the writers until they all go, they're all homeless and they, they can't afford to, to pay their rent and the studio's expecting them to give up on the strike and then the people doing the strike are all like helping each other out with the bills so the strike can continue and it's like, it's an equilibrium that eventually develops, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is interesting because like the, the Writers Guild is a massive union, so like right. they are able to support That's one the another. the advantage they have, we don't right. have a union. We don't have a union, but it's a very small pool. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly how many players are involved in this boycott, but it's probably sub 100. I mean, the, the No Limit one was sub 100. So the PLO one, I'm certain, is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like 50. Yeah, I was assuming it yeah. was like a dozen. Like, yeah, it might be. Yeah. It, it literally might be. Yeah. Um, if GG waits them out, I mean, some people that are up and coming in PLO might just like not be part of the boycott and like start playing. That's possible. It's also possible that, you know, these guys can get a hold of the recreationals themselves and just move the traffic to another place, even if it's a privatized app. Uh, I'm sure that that's taking place. I mean, just knowing the politics of live poker same thing, and how private live games operate, it's all about using that sort of currency of bring a player, get a seat type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if you could just become the game runner yourself, you know, you can uh, just offer a, a much more fair gambling environment for all those involved. Like app game type shit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's a big part of so much money being a high-stakes player. That. Yeah, it's it's really it's it's very difficult to avoid as a high stakes player playing in some sort of trusted app games. I know that so much money flows through these app game streets, like way more than the regulated markets, if you will. Yeah, I I, I don't know how. I mean, you, oh, you mean like regulated online? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like I'm talking out of my ass a little bit, but uh, what's uh, new? Well, <laughs> I'm not talking out of my ass because I, I have. I know people that know people, you. man. Uh, Your people know people? I'm, I'm just like close enough with enough people who work on the operating side that I'm not just fully speculating, but I'm, I'm loosely speculating when I say 
I think that the black markets all equal are, are all equal to or greater than the liquidity of the gray markets and the regulated markets. So like if you take like the GGs, the stars, the, the ACRs, the WSOPs, et cetera, and you put them all together, I think that they're probably around the same liquidity as the bros, the bros. and the PPPs. That, that's and, a very interesting take. Go on. There, I mean, there's a lot of people playing online on like these websites that you're speaking. Yeah, there are. like I don't there know if there's that many fucking app games, bro. Like I know there's a lot. I know there's plenty. Like, I, I, I mean, to be to be clear, I'm counting like Club GG as part of the black market, not the gray. Okay. Right, like Club yeah. GG. Um, yeah, yeah, still. You know, all that stuff. I guess. I guess there's probably a lot of app games overseas too. I, like I'm. I'm of. not certain of this, but I think Poker Bros is one of the top three uh, poker sites in the world. Wow. Like outside, of, uh, not you know, for real money. I'm discluding Zynga, obviously. We're also. Yeah, uh, but like, I can see Stars that. GG. I actually can see that. It, I think. I think it's like between uh, ACR and and Poker Bros for third. I mean, now if you even think about the amount of high stakes protected app environments where people play for hundreds of thousands of dollars there are all these these app games exist i'm very confident that there's more uh 2550 and higher in apps than there are on for regulated sure. sites yeah. like 200 400 yes I, yeah. i'd agree with 200 you. 400 online is like dead where on, are you playing on on like regulated sites yes, yes, and, yes. and gray sites yes certainly not in app games exactly like on yeah. app games there could be 501k i personally know of at least a half dozen 100, 200 games or bigger on app games. And like, those are just, uh, I, I mean, when I say a fraction of a tiny circle of people, like that's literally just me knowing of like six or seven app games that run by knowing like 30 high stakes players. Right. Yeah. Right. And so it's just like, that discludes most of the world. <laughs> when you start to include like, you know, Europe and Asia and Australia Brazil. and like Brazil and South America and all these other continents and 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 regions like they're gonna have dozens upon dozens in each one of these uh li little markets themselves well, right if you have the ability to have like call it big piece of pie why wouldn't you take the big piece of the pie kind of yeah if you can just create the app game get people involved as, as much as i think covid gave a spike to uh these gray markets in in online poker because regulator was fine and then people like poker bros i think it up. created a black market that we've never seen before yeah Right, like prior to prior to COVID, the only apps that existed that I was aware of was Poker Masters and uh, this was before my time, yeah. and Poker Fishes, which were both Asian sites. And then yeah, this was Detox used a lot. Yeah, they played a lot yeah. on Poker Masters. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then Poker King, uh, which eventually became WPT Global. They got they they uh, the bought, P PKC right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they bought like all of WPT brand, but right. they're moving into gray. Like they're not. They're not just like a random offshoot uh, black market type right. of app like, anymore. Trust your, like, okay, we give you this credit line. If you don't deal with it, like someone else is on the hook. They're just, really very much built like, about it. they're just very much built like GG. Yeah. Like, uh, to my knowledge, WPT Global is uh, kind of framed very similarly to how GG is framed. Makes sense. And trying to move into more regulated markets, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas when you look at bros, that, ha that doesn't interest them at all. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a really tough ask for both the players and the operator itself to maybe continue even running these games. Yeah. Uh, and it's unfortunate because, like, what goes on on these apps, the public doesn't see. You know, yeah, like, there's a lot of, like, weird fuck shit that could or could not be happening. I mean, I'm sure. looking at a 30-minute video weird right now. Weird fuck shit. <laughs> weird yeah. fuck shit. Yes. Where it's, like, people collude, card share, you know, there's a lot of, like, st gray area stuff, like... There's a lot of gray, gray things in the black market too. <laughs> gray is understating it, but yeah. I'm looking at a 30 minute long YouTube video. That's just like the top hands played on GG PLO. It, so it's just like top pots, right? Like this is people get to casually observe. Yeah. Um, the, it, it just, it further promotes like the, the path and the livelihood and the ability to rise for something, right? You know, if you're loyal to a, a site, there's a way to go from penny stakes all the way up to nosebleeds. But like, the you path know. is just so icky now. Well, it's ickier if if once you get to a certain stake, you have to go start curating clubs for some black market app or that you, you have, have no to, idea like, if it's secure. Learn Mandarin or something. Like you're you're like five years away from having to learn Mandarin to get into games. Anymore. I took some in middle school, <laughs> man. I can help you. I don't Sixth know. Sixth to eighth man. grade. 
I don't think those games are soft anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they, those guys fucking go hard in the paint, man. The, once Macau opened, the, the player pool over there like put the fucking time in. What I saw in 2014 when they were all coming over here and like really just Fucking never about. folding and yeah, just like they have infinite money and they're just playing all the hands compared to like what I see like Paul doing now on the Triton tour. It's like this guy fucking puts in work, man. You know, and I, smart I, people. Yeah, I think he like mm-hmm. represents a whole conglomerate of people who want to gamble at their core, but also like don't want to lose. Right? Don't, well, they want to gamble in some in some instances like responsibly. Yeah, it's like yeah, I mean, they'll take the worst of it in some spots, but they still kind of want to play. Good. It's interesting because like I I think we put a hyper focus on like Asia being the next major market because it hasn't really been too tapped by online, but it's actually a much more mature market than a lot of the others. Like if we compare Asia to like India. For example, like I think that market is a lot India more. No, I know, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I I, yeah. I don't want to just say China. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not really fair. Right. You know, right. but I mean, the bulk of it comes from China because they have the most people. Yeah, that, that's true. But like, right. you mean like China and Japan and yeah, and uh, Vietnam. There's actually a Japan's stars a India. There's actually stars India. Right, but that's it. Yeah, you know that that's the only thing. You know, know something funny. What? But like some of these people, it all it takes is one young chump to call them out, and they just get better, you know. Go on. Well, I mean, I was in Landon's case, you know, he called out Bill, oh, okay. and he just went and got better, right? You know, all yeah, it takes tried. is one, one like one instance, instance like okay. that, and people just get better. So you're basically right. just saying he needs to find whoever, whoever the uh, the whale is over in India, and just spot him nine, and then you're gonna see a big boom. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's Indian poker is... No. There's got to be some Indian whales No, out you're there. just making the whales better. We've learned our... <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to make the whales better anymore. We learned our lesson. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, like, Brazil is another market that isn't quite nearly as mature, but the interest there is skyrocketing. Uh, I think, was it Felipe earlier this year posted that they're running their first... Yeah. Uh, major yeah. series down there. They now? have two of them. I think one in November and one in January. I believe. Okay. I think the bigger one. We gotta being get that in Brazilian January. soccer player money. We gotta get like Neymar's money just dumped on the table. Aguero is playing on GG. Aguero, like I so fucking saw him at WSOP. Like it was surreal for me. Like I've been watching this guy on TV for. 15 years and he just walks past me in the corridor to- bro athletes like to gamble i was watching pat mcafee show the other day and they were doing an interview with um uh davis the wide receiver from buffalo i can't remember oh my god Gabe davis how can i santosh, right? how can i forget santosh yeah. what a what a dream mm-hmm. he is he's the guy the happiest person i've ever met in my life gabe davis scores, gabe davis scores the first touchdown for every bills game that's true <laughs> it's literally it's absurd uh it's not gabe davis um is he? It's he's the Gabe one. He's Davis. the running. Or he's oh, the it is actually receiver. Gabe. Yeah, that's Gabe the kid Davis. we went to high school with. I know. Okay, that's why I didn't say Gabe because I thought I was just misremembering. <laughs> no, no, it's also no he glowed up, bro. Okay, so he, they were interviewing him, and uh, McAfee was like, "So I hear you do something special with the guys uh, twice a week. You, you host a poker night." He's like, "Yeah, man, we got like." 9, 10, 11, 12. We don't like to play 13-handed, but... You know. <laughs> Jeez! And I'm like, wait, what? And then McAfee's like, oh, I love poker. You know, he's like, he's like, what, 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 do you, what, what kind of stakes are you guys playing? And he's like, 5, 10? <laughs> and they're, they're li- I mean, you're talking about a multi-million dollar broadcaster right. and a multi-million dollar athlete, and they're like, oh, those pots get big? Yeah. It's like, yeah, thousands of dollars, man. It's like, I mean, that's, you know... That's a lot of money. No matter all what I was envisioning at. was taking a trip to Seneca, Niagara, <laughs> and just being like, on Tuesday nights they're going to be running the Gabe Davis game. Yep. I'm going to hop into a little five ten twenty, just like back in 2005. Uh, remember all the hockey players used to play. The yeah. Sabers used yeah. to play there all, at, all the time. It's yep. funny, like mm-hmm. kind of being close with some people that uh, love poker and play effectively recreationally, where they'll have like seven, eight figure deals in other industries, and then in poker it's like. I can't play 5-5, five, five, man. If I lose $2,500, I'm going to fucking lose it. There, <laughs> a, it's like there's a difference of the gamble. There's a guy who plays in our game at Bellagio. Uh, I won't say what he's the CEO of, but just know that last year, I think his salary was somewhere in the neighborhood of a quarter billion. And often he won't sit our game because 1-1 one, one is too high. A quarter billion? Correct. Like one, $250 million. Correct. Yeah, I got that. 100-100. <laughs> too big. Yeah. That's but it's a year, a year. <laughs> you should you should run a uh, a, a um, fifty fifty. Here's a the cal- thing: a cow for him to see, show, show him what his risk He's of probably is. Right. Here, here's <laughs> the thing: I could be, I could even be off by a magnitude of ten, 
and it really wouldn't matter, would it? No. Like no. if he was making. If he was making twenty five million yeah. a year, yeah. right. probably rolled for that. It probably still like rolled to play. I, I don't have twenty five million. God damn it! <laughs> yeah. And he's not that bad. Like he just plays pretty tight. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he lost Kings versus Aces the other day. He was like, ah, oh, that's it for me. Today's not my day. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Literally it's, lost like one yeah. buy in at like, most. It's like yeah, I need to raise like ten million for this company and like get all this shit done. And it's, that doesn't happen. It's like oh, we'll just figure it out. And then poker, it's like fuck. I just saw Aces versus Kings in the daily 1100 i'm gonna get the fu- I-, I can't fucking take it anymore well, it's a control thing right like yeah. you feel a certain level of aptitude and uh ability to expertise well more more importantly ability to measure or calculate the confidence in your decision making right so it's like yeah you'll just go execute a hundred million dollar deal because you have a high degree of confidence that it's going to work out favorably and even if you're wrong, like your expected loss is going to be relatively marginal, right? You're still going to have a few million, many million. Yeah. Well, so just like when you lose in those types of deals, you don't lose the deal. You lose a fraction of it. Like you, you, you know, you might make a, a minus 1% EV deal. Not, it, it's never going to be minus a hundred percent is my point. You're never going to fold pre on a deal. <laughs> right. So you're just, you know, you might make a hundred dollar or a hundred million dollar deal and you might lose 5 million before you have to cut ways and, and you know, mitigate your loss or whatever you're very unlikely to risk the hundred lose the hundred type of thing in poker it's it's all out of your hands right like their confidence in their decisions is so low and cloudy that like they get kings and personality will dictate like how much risk they even want to take on with this hand some people are just like so like i mean they'll go broke with deuces so to see kings is i mean i'm speaking about myself don't talk about me like that but you know, like you just you, me like that. you just look at it as <laughs> sure. like an absolute unbeatable hand, and then there are other people that are like so risk averse that like all they see is not aces, mm-hmm. and that aces both exist and an ace can come on the flop, and these are two ways that they could potentially lose all of their money. So uh, yeah, there's this certain disconnect that occurs where you no longer have control over the outcome, and you really don't have much control over the confidence of the decision making that you're actually taking part in you know you just start to manu- manu- uh, manufacture things that don't exist well it's definitely the difference between seeing poker as a game with some form of skill and roi as a game of entertainment <laughs> where if it goes wrong it's like i don't want to spend five figures uh being entertained in this game if it goes wrong mm-hmm. yeah the winning of the amount you win versus the amount you lose isn't a necessary equal trade-off where if you win 5k it's like whatever if, if you lose 5k it's like why did i spend my yeah. time here and lose 5k i mean i think that's fair but i don't think people are thinking about it that way i i think that it's more the emotions way more than the money especially when you're talking about people who can afford it emotions of loss yeah it, it's it's uh it's ironic because they sit down because they want to feel something right and then they get swept up in the chaos of the actual game itself and they start to feel too much. Yeah. Right? Like they're just riding the roller coaster the entire time they're there. Their heart's pounding. They want a huge pot and they've never been so elated before in their life. And the next thing they know, they're sitting on crumbs. And it's like, how could this happen to me type of thing? And you try to reverse engineer it all and figure out like where things could have gone differently, right? Yeah. You try to you try to reach for that element of control and it's just not fucking there. So I think that like going home. Yeah, I think I think it's the mental yeah, torture. The, the control is going home. <laughs> right. I'm out of here. Give me the fuck out. I'm, I'm uh, controlling myself you know to go home. What's weird is I I I don't know where this comes from, but every soccer player that I've ever seen play poker, they all play super loose passive and super bad and splashy and everything. I've never seen soccer players like knitted up in that way that you're describing. So maybe we do need the soccer player money. Maybe right. they're all maybe mm-hmm. they're all like loose aggro guys. Yeah. In some way. I mean that does reason. sound like the absolute dream. We need that Neymar well, we, money. We we can't get the Neymar money now though, because he's he's uh he plays in Saudi Arabia now. He he, he can't play poker. He's well, like, well uh, I, mean, he, I mean, they probably they probably <laughs> let him play, but like there's not a lot of casinos in Saudi. Is he Arabia. still in, uh, an ambassador <laughs> for stars? Neymar? No, yeah. he hasn't been for a while. So like those oil rich countries are pretty fascinating, like uh, Saudi Arabia, more specifically like Dubai. From what I understand, uh, poker is actually really huge there, but mm. their government. So there's a there, there's like a whole weird um, kind of culture counterculture there, where places like Dubai they don't give a fuck about where your money came from. Like they don't care about money laundering. They don't care about uh, taxing people or anything along those lines. Uh, all they care about is that you don't do drugs. 
Well, there's a huge difference between Dubai and Saudi Arabia, though. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. no, that, that's fair. I was using Dubai as like the most extreme example okay. where uh, they're like really loose uh, as far as like government ties or, or, or sorry, government oversight comes until it comes to something like specifically that is, I guess, a moral debate, which is drug, mm -hmm. drug usage in any capacity. Mm -hmm. Alcohol, and they, too. Yeah, and yeah. alcohol, too. And, you know, obviously this has to do with uh, the religious undertones of, of, of the nation, but gambling is always going to be a derivative there of that right mm -hmm. like it's impossible not to uh it's underworldy yeah it's impossible not to think of one and then kind of leap to the other right. so as best as i understand it and i'm kind of getting this second handedly from like chris k who who lives out there now uh as best i understand it is like gambling specifically poker <coughs> is kind of like a don't ask don't tell type of thing but you don't want to be the one caught running the game which I guess is like a major deterrent in even getting games off. That's like New York in the 90s. Yeah, to Probably some degree. But, but like, Except you don't get beheaded if you get Exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's big a big difference. difference between going to New York prison. You're not prison. beheading people in Dubai. No, I know. Saudi Arabia. I'm just kidding. See, well, Saudi Arabia, you're, you're, you're getting... Yeah. This is the difference between Dubai and Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, actually behead you. In places like Singapore, too, if I'm not mistaken, yes. uh, like you can get the death penalty for... Singapore is super strict on drugs. For drugs, yeah. yeah. You get arrested for like chewing gum. Well, no, you like spitting like, your gum like on you the sidewalk. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> no fucking litter, you pig. Yeah, I'm, hey, litter I'm bug. You'd be fucked, Matt. Me? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. fucking had potato chips in front of the front door. Potato chips aren't littering. Yeah, no, I have food. All right, so Berkey, I guess, was walking outside the office. All right. Yes, go on. What happened? All right, go on. I had a little grab bag of chips. We were about to go play pickleball, and I needed something. I was, I was, I was dying. Just oh. yearning. So I opened the bag of chips, and then I realized I needed to lock the door. I was like, okay. So I walk out the door and I shut the door and I'm holding the chips in the same hand that I'm holding the key. So I have the key out and I have the chips in my palm and I go to put the key in and then I lock it, which also turns <laughs> back. Oh now, what would a reasonable human being do? Leave it there. No. no. It's outside. A reasonable, it's, it's, it's literally in a the bag walkway. of chips laying like just yeah. all these chips on the floor or on the ground right in front of our door what if an animal got hungry yeah there's a bunch awful. of hungry animals out there right now that's fine they like, obviously aren't because this was yesterday and no, this is they're, today they're just ants yeah well, <laughs> we're in the desert ants don't time exist time. Yes, there's go, a lot look of at, go look at that uh, they need to eat too man i'm here for the ecosystem <laughs> it's absurd you need you help know? looking for that what broom you, and dustpan what did you want me to do is pitch black out you haven't changed the 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 fucking outdoor light yet so it's there, there's nothing right. i can do oh, he's he's right right on you. get the fuck out of here the manager gets you know it sounds like a lot of displacement going on he's the manager i don't change light bulbs you don't change light bulbs you don't clean up after yourself you don't do yeah, that's what Bumpo's for. Right. <laughs> well wow. 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 You're a bad guy. Damn. Sh you should have heard the broom comment like two weeks ago. I said, no, I said it again earlier. Yeah. Well, what was the broom comment? It was uh, I up. forgot already. Yeah, uh, we're going to get canceled for it. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. We already canceled. Are we it's all not, fair now? Yeah. Oh, it's man. not real. You're mean. Not mean. I, I only say it because I love my friends. You're are we doing any guy. strat chat tonight, or are we just gonna blow? Right uh, I, th I think I think uh, we kind of got into it a little bit with with the underground games. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna touch upon? Not really. We were gonna talk about rake and stuff, but we've we've already talked about rake a lot. Yeah. That more of it's better. Mm. More rake better. Well, I don't think we were gonna say that, but well, it just don't, depends. Don't play in games that have high rake, maybe. You know. <laughs> unless they're nice. unless they're black market app games that have a bunch of whales yes I mean, like you can maybe negotiate in which case back. in which case no. also don't play in those if you're winning you don't get to do that no yeah you also don't play in those <laughs> unless you can somehow fake in uh fake your identity to become one of the whales that way you're insured to get paid that's true mm. only playing games that have low rake and lots of whales that's what we've concluded mm. okay so that's get, game get another right job there. good advice <laughs> <laughs> Down Get device. a fucking job. What's Super a game that easy. has low rake and a lot of whales? Bellagio. No, I didn't mean in poker. I just meant like call it game, different business. In like life? Aspect. Like, life, like life game. Papa, did you say one, two, no limit? Yeah. The rake on that is absurd. It's so no, 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 high. No, no, no. high. It's so Dude, high. Think, but but there's there are, so many whales. There's not whales. There's At one, two, no limit lives. Well, yeah, I wouldn't call them whales. I, I would call, call them, them nits. Very bad... Players. I mean, it seems like <laughs> it seems like tech is kind of the place, right? Like you can Tortoise. just kind of like Listen, make infinite. I did see like a spike. Um, yeah. What type of how privileged 
of a group do you run around in that you just think that like you could just like dabble in tech and just not make that you infinite? Can just dabble in tech, <laughs> but that like that's a game that's not dead. Uh, I mean, large upside. Yeah, it's large upside, but it's it's the same as the game that we're playing. Like one percent of the field makes money. Oh, I thought yeah, you were they talking make a lot about more money. I thought you were talking about playing in home games with guys from tech companies, not actually owning tech companies. Yeah. Like, no, that's I'm not owning. a soft game. Come on. No, no. Well, okay then. What's Brandon's a soft? out here moving big pieces, man. You know, he's that's just setting sure. up yeah. the chessboard. He's, well, he's, he's a, he's a little bit of Uber now. here, a little bit of. Uh, I'm not Phil Hummies, man. Relax. <laughs> You're on the, the board. Brain, got the, I'm not on the board. I want to be on the board. I'll get there. Fast forward 40 years, you'll be the new, yeah. the new Phil Hummies. It's just going to be him <laughs> and Bezos standing next to one another, arm in arm, thumbs up. Yeah. On the moon. I or remember when. Bezos is going to be living by then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Probably be doing pretty dream well big, at that kid. point. Yeah, dream, dream big. big. Yeah, you, know? you say that as you say, don't play one two blitz on twitch.tv slash Tights. <laughs> yeah. What? Play it's one, incredible play one, how good. Play one good point. It's incredible how good you are at marketing your own thing. <laughs> so good. You know where this is going. So good. The, he doesn't even know the website. <laughs> the day I see, the day I see him put what can Matt you do Hunt's, there, Landon? The day I see him put Matt Hunt's new course out, keep it simple. On his Twitter, Instagram, does or he, any of his does socials. Does he know about that? Does he? he doesn't no, know. he probably yeah, doesn't. We've just mentioned it every day yeah. this week, Hunt. But yeah. you have a new course out. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, look, 9.1K. We're getting there. Moving, moving, moving up in the world. Get this shit off my screen. <laughs> Hunt, you have a new course out. Keep I it do. simple. What's the core behind this one? Um, it's <laughs> basically using a lot of... We've already mentioned Detail Wizard AI. It's basically using a lot of the tools around Wizard and the, the AI functions to... To look at taking spots where solver strategies would usually be really complex and kind of boiling it down to using single sizings and basically providing a framework for how to think through a spot in a way where if you're only going to use one sizing and you're trying to pick what that sizing is going to be, these are what your protocols can be or should be uh, for for how to boil that down and how to, to figure out your approach. So uh, definitely something that I enjoyed making and it, it's it's probably the course so far that has the the most detail on what, how I actually think about the game when playing. practical so, application, yeah, if you will. You know, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm so disappointed you didn't call it Kiss. Well, keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought about that, but like having the word "stupid" in the title of a course didn't sound like. I don't, you know, I thought idea. that too, but I don't know, man. But uh, imagine the thumb with just with Hunt yeah. just blowing a kiss. <laughs> that's not. That's not happening. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Man, if you want great. people to get, if you want people to like watch the course, don't put that on the <laughs> it, thumbnail. If you guys want to see us change the name of Hunt's course to "Kiss" <laughs> with him blowing a little smoochier way, you, you can change the name, but I'm not. I'm not you can just you can generate oh, you can AI. Yeah, generate we have AI, AI now, man. Yeah, we'll super, right, yeah. we'll superimpose the shit out of you. I'm not doing a photo shoot just for that. <laughs> if you guys want to see Hunt blowing a kiss on the new course, go ahead and drop a comment below. Give us a like, mm -hmm. a subscribe. You know the drill. That's going to do it for us today. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. It's going to be our last late show of the week. We're going to be joined by Jeremiah on Friday at noon, as I mentioned before we head off to Big Bear. So be sure to tune in to both of those. Set your timers now or your alarms or just click the fucking bell, man. Just click the bell and you'll find out click the, button. the hard way. That's going to do it for us. Hunt, as always, thank you for joining us. Happy to be here. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you guys all then. Bye. Peace, Peace.